0: I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, hello. I am really excited to have this conversation because I'm kind of bringing a little bit of a different angle to the immune system conversation, which not really surprising for what our show is all about, obviously, or hormones, but it's going to be really um. I think, eye-opening for some of us because maybe we didn't realize that low immunity can negatively impact our cycle, our fertility, holding on to a pregnancy, having a strong pregnancy, all of these things. So that is what we are talking about today, which is obviously very timely if you're listening to us in real time, especially if you are someone... Well, even if you don't, maybe if you... I mean, I guess if you live in a place where it's like, warmer most of the year then this might not happen. This obviously immune system conversation happens a lot more. I'm specifically from New York, like around the time of year where it's getting colder and more people are getting sick more easily. But we are going to be talking about the actual connection between your immune system, your cycle, and your fertility. And then of course, I'm going to give you five natural ways you could boost your immune system because you know that's what we're all about around here. Okay. So first of all, your immune system in general, obviously, I think we all know what it is, but (laughs) I'm sure we're all on the same page. it really helps obviously defend the body against infections, germs, microbes, whatever it is, while also protecting your own cells, your body, right? So our immune system also remembers things like every single time a germ comes into our body or a microbe comes into our body and that it's ever defeated or defended in the past, it recognizes it. So then it could just destroy it more quickly the next time around when it comes in. Um, but your immune system is really tightly connected to your cycle and your fertility. It's also 70 to 80% of your immune system lives in your gut. So obviously we're going to be talking about your gut in this episode, but your immune system could be one of the causes of infertility because it really participates during the process of implantation, like the embryo actually implanting in the uterus, as well as the development of the pregnancy. So having a really strong immune system to actually get pregnant is really important, but then to stay pregnant and to have a healthy pregnancy is vital because it helps the uterus actually accept and nurture the, embryo because at first it's a foreign cell, right? Like when you get pregnant, those cells are foreign in your body. So we our body, we have to make sure that our body's not attacking it like it doesn't know what it is. So when we have a strong immune system, it helps actually nurture and accept the uterus and uh, the embryo, not the uterus, the embryo that's implants in the uterus um, throughout to hold on to pregnancy and then have a strong pregnancy thereafter. Um, it's also your responsible is your responsible your immune system is responsible for triggering certain blood vessels That are necessary for creating and growing the placenta to help facilitate the healthy development of your baby. I'm also going to put links to this too below if you want to like read more on the research. Um, So obviously, of course, we know that it helps us with um, decreasing our risk of infection and diseases and viruses and all of that. But if you have a weakened immune system, not only will you get sick more quickly, but you also might not be able to properly support a pregnancy, which obviously if you're listening to this episode, I'm sure you either want to now or in the future, or you just want to have a really healthy cycle, which regardless if you want to get pregnant or not, we want to be supporting ovulation. And if your immune system is low, it's not going to focus on your reproductive system because your reproductive system is not vital to your survival. So if your immune system is shitty, then it's going to just be really focusing on like keeping you alive and making sure it's defending what it has to defend. It's not going to think it's a good time to get pregnant and to focus on ovulation. It's not going to put the energy towards that because you don't need to ovulate to survive. If you want to thrive, yes, you need to ovulate, which I talk about all the time, but it's not required wired for your survival. So your body's really smart. It's going to allocate energy and its resources the way that it actually needs to be allocated. Um, and if your immune system's low, that's just not where it's going to go. So, and also if you're like, why do I need to ovulate if I don't want to get pregnant? It's because when we ovulate hold on I'm about to sneeze. (laughs) Thank you. So funny. We're talking about immunity. God bless me. Uh, thank you. For those of you who just said it on cue, um, I'm obviously not editing this out. It's not about that. Anyway, um. So so fitting as we're talking about musicism, I sneeze. But anyway, the reason why we want to ovulate, regardless if you want to get pregnant or not, is because it produces the hormone progesterone, and progesterone is the hormone that's needed to hold on to a pregnancy, to stay pregnant, to have a healthy pregnancy. Yes, but it's also the hormone that we need to help support our bones, our metabolism, our skin, our hair, our nails, our thyroid. It helps us prevent endometrial cancer later in life, and um, osteoporosis, and heart disease. Like. We need it to thrive. It also is what helps us not have PMS and painful periods and all that stuff. Okay. So we want this regardless if we want to get pregnant or not, but obviously we're talking about pregnancy in this episode, but it doesn't have, you don't have to, right? Okay. So that is the connection between your immune system and your cycle of fertility. So if you are someone who has low immunity, maybe you get sick really often. Maybe you have digestive issues. Again, if you have a lot of gut issues, Chances are your immune system is going to be off because 70 to 80% of your immune system lives in your gut. So, if you are struggling with constipation or bloating or acid reflux or diarrhea or rashes all over your body or mood swings or anxiety like, all of these things can be pointed back to our gut and more hair loss like, everything. Pretty much everything can be pointed back to your gut, but if you're having any issues with your gut, your immune system is going to be lowered because of that, because 70 to 80% of your immune system is in your gut. So of course, we're going to be talking about ways to support your gut. That's going to be one of the steps to help boost your immune system um, because that's vital. So if you are feeling like you have these symptoms going on, okay, we really want to focus on our immune system. A lot of times when we're talking about cycle health and fertility, we're not really thinking about the immune system. We're thinking about balancing our blood sugar and reducing inflammation. All of this is going to support your immune system as a byproduct. Like I always say, everything is connected. So when you do one thing to support your body, it's supporting literally every other area of your health because blood sugar is a stress on the body. Stress will decrease your immune system. System, right, inflammation is something that could come from your gut. Inflammation can aggravate your gut. Your gut will then lower your immune system if your gut is off. Right, so it's, it's all connected. So if you are focusing on your blood sugar and your inflammation and your nervous system and your liver and and your nutrient density, all of which are modules in the major hormones method, which is why I talk about them all the time because they're major root causes of hormone imbalances. If you're focusing on these things, they are as a byproduct going to support your immune system. But we want to do some extra things or make sure that we are doing these things during a time of year, especially when your immune system can be a little bit low. Okay. So number one, if you aren't already starting your day with warm lemon water, I mean, what are you doing? (laughs) I, I guess I feel like I haven't talked about it in a long time, but like We got to do that. Okay. Starting your day with warm lemon water is so important. It hydrates your cells It helps stimulate your digestion. Lemon is super high in vitamin C. It's a citrus fruit. It's very high in vitamin C. So obviously it's going to support your immune system. It also helps detoxify your liver, which is going to support your cycle and your fertility because your liver is what processes and metabolizes all your hormones, your metabolic waste, toxins, everything in your body gets filtered out through your liver and it moves it onto the gut and the gut gets out of the body. So, lemon helps detoxify the supports the detoxification pathways of your liver. But what I want you to do in addition if you're like, "ran, I'm already doing that, yes, let's go also, I should mention filtered water that is huge whenever you're drinking water, make sure it's filtered um like the Berkey is a great filter um the uh Reverse osmosis is a good one. Zero water filters, okay? So those are three that I would um prioritize, but make sure it's filtered water. You're heating it up on the stove in a kettle, not in a microwave, not the vibe, okay? Half a lemon squeezed in fresh lemon, not lemon juice, it's already juiced. You want to get it sh- straight from the organic lemon. If it's a huge lemon, you could just do a quarter of it, right? If it's a tiny lemon, then you could do half, right? It's not a science, okay? Just you don't have to be that precise, just freaking do it, okay? But what you can add to it. To help support your immune system during the like colder months, or even if it's not like too cold by you, but the weather is changing and it it causes our body to change as well, is adding ginger to it. So you get ginger root, organic ginger root from the store. You peel it with a spoon, like that's the easiest way to do it. Not a peeler because that gets a lot of the actual ginger off of it. But when you just like peel it with a spoon, the skin comes off of it, and then you could cut up like one inch thin slices, and you could do that ahead of the time for the week. You could cut up like. And you don't have to do just seven because you could also throw this in soups and stir fries and whatever. Like you don't just have to put it in your warm lemon water. I would recommend using ginger a ton for your immune system. It's so, so, so supportive for immunity and also really warms up the body, which is extremely important, especially if you are actually trying to get pregnant or you're in your first trimester, we want to warm up the reproductive organs. This is something that's a traditional Chinese medicine theory, which I did a podcast episode on this. I'll link it below. Um, but this is the idea of warming your, your reproductive system by improving blood blood. blood flow to your reproductive organs. So we want to have warming foods as much as possible, especially when it's colder out, when you're trying to conceive when you're in that first trimester. And ginger is a really warming herb and that really helps support your immune system. So throw it in soups, throw it in whatever you're cooking, but also throw like one inch thick of sliced fresh ginger in your warm lemon water in the morning. And that's going to really, really support your immune system, all the things. Okay. So that's step number one. And like I said, you could cut up slices ahead of time for that so you don't have to chop it every single morning and keep it in like a little stainless steel or glass container in the fridge for the week. Um, And then you could just cut it up every single week. That's usually what I do, which I haven't even started that yet, but I'm going to because I'm reminding myself as I'm doing this podcast episode. Okay, that's number one. Number two is vitamin C rich food. So lemon is a vitamin C rich food in general. Like uh, citrus fruits are really high in vitamin C, so you could prioritize those during the winter. Um, Berries in general also are really good with... High in vitamin C. They have a lot of antioxidants that are really supportive for your immune system as well. What's really, I just said, focus on warming foods, which yes, that's amazing, obviously, um, for like the majority of what you're eating. But another thing that you could do if you are having smoothies once in a while is to get frozen fruit because that when, when you are buying fruit that's frozen, it is like you, they're freezing it upon harvest. So the nutrient density is really strong instead of getting, you know, like fresh fruit in the winter. That's really not actually in season. That's coming from somewhere else. That's taking weeks to get to you where the nutrient density is now lowered because it took so long from the time it was harvested to the time that you're actually eating it. So obviously it doesn't mean you can't have it, but you're going to get more vitamin C. You're going to get more nutrient density in frozen foods when they're not actually in season because they are, frozen and harvested they're frozen at the time of harvest so their nutrient density is stronger so if you are going to do smoothies once in a while use some frozen fruits that you could um just like have in your freezer or whatever costco has a lot of organic frozen fruits that you could put in a smoothie when you're having it um, and that's going to really increase the nutrient density but those are really good vitamin c rich foods dark leafy greens put them in your soups uh, stir the, stir them up in like a stir fry. You could do like, I like to saute my food in low sodium vegetable broth. And then if I want to add olive oil or something on after I do that after. Um, so it gives it a good flavor. You're reducing the amount of oil that you're using. Um, but dark leafy green spinach, kale, Swiss chard. Um, uh, what's the other one that I wanted to say? Collard greens, like all of these, any dark leafy green is going to be a really good source of just nutrients and minerals in general, but for vitamin C as well. Broccoli is really good. In, excuse me, is a really high source of vitamin C. Also, you can get the frozen organic ones from Costco. Like it's such an easy way to, uh, for me, I get a lot of frozen, um, vegetables and fruits because it's, especially the season of life at the time of this recording, I am five and a half weeks um, postpartum. I almost said pregnant. No, five and a half weeks postpartum, um, months, not weeks, five and a half months postpartum. What is going on? What is it? what's happening? Five and a half months postpartum. So for me, I obviously prioritize eating as whole food base as possible and having things that are frozen just make it so much easier to cook. So I do have a lot of that. So that is just something that you could do too for ease of getting these foods in. And you don't have to feel like, oh, frozen foods aren't bad. They're way better. They're way more nutrient dense than canned foods are. So like prioritize whole fresh fruit foods and frozen over canned any day. Okay. That is number two. Number three, is meditate. And you know that we're not just about food and, uh, you know, supplements over here. Of course, we're going to be talking about that, but this is a holistic approach and stress does impact your immune system. Stress lowers your immune system. It strips us of magnesium. It strips your body of nutrients that we need. It obviously affects your cortisol levels. It affects your blood sugar. It causes inflammation in the body. It's going to affect your gut because our, our brain and our gut are directly connected via the vagus nerve. So it's going to, when you're stressed, a lot of times you feel it in your gut, right? Like or you, you feel like butterflies or like that nervous feeling like you, you have it going on in your gut. So again, 70 to 80% of your immune system lives in your gut. So if you're experiencing a lot of stress and it's impacting your gut, maybe it's causing you to not go to the bathroom because you're constipated because you're so stressed out or it's causing you to have diarrhea. It's impacting your gut, which means it's impacting your immune system. So we want to do things that you can't get rid of the stresses in your life, but you can change how you're perceiving the stress in your life. So two people could experience these same exact circumstances, whether it's a delayed flight and you're missing something or you're house hunting and you're getting seven no's or, uh, you're, you're trying to conceive and you're not getting pregnant right away. Like whatever it is, obviously there's very different severities in those examples. It's just the ones that popped into my head, but two people could be experiencing these same exact circumstances and can be, um, experiencing them in a very different way. One could be way more stressed out than the other. One can have cortisol levels that are skyrocketing. One could be more steady. It's not the actual event that's happening. It's how you are perceiving the event that is happening. So what we have to do is not think that we're going to re- alleviate all stresses in our life. That's actually not supportive for us. And that's also not possible, but what is possible is to do things in your life. That's going to help you perceive things differently, help you come at them with a different lens and help you be more steady when stressful situations are happening. And meditation is the absolute best way to do that. Um, and this could look different for everybody, especially depending on where you're at in your journey. Um, this could look like five minutes in the morning. This could look for me, like a lot of times right now, I'm not getting in solid sitting 10 minutes of quiet, silent meditation. Like I said, I'm five and a half months postpartum. Um, we don't have like a nanny or anything. So like I'm working, being with her and my mom is with her right now, but like we have, you know, it's not like a steady someone always with her during the day when I'm working. Um, so I don't always have that like dedicated time in the morning, but what I do every single day when we go on walks is I do not touch my phone. First of all, I don't look at my email, my Instagram, nothing, I don't even look at text messages really before, I go on my walk. Like the morning, it's like me and her time. I work out, I get my warm lemon water, I got my breakfast, we go on our walk, and there's a specific point on our walk that I do not I don't take my phone out until that point, and I still don't even look at email or whatever. I'll like check in on Boxer with my clients, or I'll listen to an Abraham Hicks, or I'll pop into Boxer where I have my mentor and a mastermind. I'm in to listen to her feedback, but I don't look at email, social media, anything until I've done that because, like, that's like my meditative experience. And this is hours after I wake up. Um, but it's served me so well because my walks are like my meditative experience. And that could be what your meditation could look like right now. So like, it's probably, uh, at least 15 minutes, at least 15 minutes, probably more than that. I'd probably say like 20 of where I'm just walking in silence. Um, in the first half, I don't even touch my phone. Don't take it out. I'm not listening to music, not listening to Abraham Hicks. not us do a podcast, nothing. Um, and that is a non-negotiable for me same thing with the shower. I don't listen to anything. Um, it's not, doesn't act like the same for me. Like it doesn't feel the same as a sit down meditative practice, but do what you can find those pockets in your day to either do the sit down meditation, to walk in silence, to have that space where you can just breathe and, and I don't even like to clear your mind, but focus like kind of stopping thought as much as you can or not stopping thought redirecting your thought. So instead of a thought coming in and being like, Oh, I got to check this. I got to do this. I got to do this. You just redirect it back to your breath or back to the trees that you're looking at. If you're walking outside, Oh oh my God, I forgot to this. Nope. Let's look back at the trees. Oh my God. Look how pretty the sky is like focusing on something else and not letting your thoughts run rampant. That's really what meditation is. And that is something that's going to help you perceive stress differently. And it's going to support your immune system in a huge way. Cause it's not just what you're eating. I'll say this over and over and over and over again. It's not just what you're eating. That is the very, like, of course, that's part of it but that is like just the first layer of the cake okay that's it so that is step number three is to meditate Step number four is your circadian rhythm, sleep, and sun. So support your circadian rhythm, going to bed and waking up around the same time every day. Again, this is going to be different if you have a baby, um, if you have kids and you're maybe working on your second right now, whatever it is, this is going to look different for everybody. If you are a shift worker and you are a nurse and you don't have the same schedule or whatever it is, like this is obviously going to look different for everybody, but within your circumstances, do your best to go to sleep and wake up at the same time, at least waking up at the same time, even if you can't go to sleep at the same time. Same time, um, but getting—if you can get eight hours of sleep, like if you don't have kids yet, get your eight hours of sleep. In. <laughs> get that eight hours of sleep, and I was like, I'm so grateful I did that before I had Madison. Like I was militant about that shit, about my sleep. I was like, I am getting at least eight hours of sleep a night. Um, I, I'm in bed, I should say, now for eight hours, but it's broken up, right? I'm still co sleeping with Madison. So she sleeps in her crib in the beginning of the night when I'm still awake and she's asleep. And then once I go to sleep, if she's awake, a lot of times she wakes up right as I'm going to sleep and I bring her in with me. um Or I'll go to sleep and she'll wake up like an hour later and then I'll bring her in bed. But so I'm in bed for a good eight hours, but I'm up a few times throughout the night still. Um, but anyway, the point is focusing on your sleep, going to sleep and wake up at the same time is going to really help establish that circadian rhythm. So that your cortisol is firing off the way that's supposed to in the morning and your melatonin is firing off the way it's supposed to at night. So you feel awake in the morning and you feel tired at night. And a way to help regulate this is to go to sleep and wake up around the same time. Um, and also to get sunlight in your eyes in the morning. And if you're like, well, what if I wake up so early that it's dark out, which was my life when I was a teacher, I was a teacher for nine years and I would wake up at four thirty in the morning. I didn't have to leave my house till six 45, but I woke up at four 30 in the morning so that I could meditate and I could exercise and I could have a slower morning where I wasn't immediately flying out of bed, rushing around immediate cortisol pop off. Like I had to do that in order. Well, I didn't have to, I chose to do that because it made me feel better. Um, And so it was a really early morning. So I got up at 4.30 in the morning. Obviously, the sun wasn't up. So that is where a light therapy lamp really comes in handy. Um, Getting a light therapy lamp, you could just set up on your, like, uh, I would do it. Obviously not when meditating, so my eyes were shut. But I would do it after I meditated while I was working out. I'd have my light therapy lamp there the whole time I was exercising. You could have it there when you're doing your makeup, when you're having breakfast, when you're having warm lemon water, whatever it is. At least for like 15 minutes in the morning, getting either sunlight in your eyes or the um, light therapy lamp is really really helpful. You just get them on Amazon; like they're not expensive at all. Um, we'll link one in the show notes for you that you could get if you wake up. During the night, if you're a shift worker and you're trying to like establish that kind of circadian rhythm, or if you just wake up super, super early and it's not light out or you live somewhere where it's not sunny every single day, right? Which like, unless you're in San Diego, it's probably not sunny every single day. So getting a light therapy lab can really help support that. Um, and that will help reset your circadian rhythm, which is going to support your immune system in a big way. Cause that's when your immune system is like, it's resting. It's, it's gearing up to do what it needs to do during sleep and getting that circadian rhythm balance is going to really, really help you. Okay. So that is number four. Number five is focusing on your gut. There's a lot within this one. Obviously, everything we talked about, everything's connected, so everything is going to support everything, but if your gut, like if you're bloated, constipated, rashes, anxiety, mood swings, PMS, uh, anything like that, it's all pointing back to our gut. Getting sick a lot, like again, back to your immune system, it's all pointing back to the gut the best thing that you could do, right? If you're like, okay, I'm going all in. I've been trying to conceive for a while. I feel like my gut is off. I've got acne. I got rashes. Like I, my poop is off. Like I'm not pooping every day, whatever it is. And you're just like, I want to get to the bottom. I want to know exactly what's going on. And then a stool test is a way to do that. I did that twice back in 2022. Um, I'm definitely doing it again. The reason why I haven't done it yet is some of the herbs and stuff that I would have to be taking in order to heal whatever is going on. Because a lot of times you'll find parasites or candida or H pylori you're going to find something if you have some kind of gut issue going on you're going to find something in a stool test whether that's a lot of bad microbes and not a lot of good guys again parasites whatever when i did it there were parasites there was h pylori there was candida and like i was doing all the things right all the things to support myself but you can't out you, you can't eat your way out of that. You have to know what's actually going on and heal with specific herbs. And there are certain herbs that I wouldn't, won't be able to take while breastfeeding. So I'm just not doing the stool test yet, but I'm definitely going to because I noticed things are a little bit off postpartum with my gut that it wasn't like that prior to having medicine. So definitely gonna be getting that. So if you are like, you want to go in, you want to know what the hell is up, highly recommend a stool test. The ones that you get with your doctor are just honestly, they're not thorough. Like uh, what a shocker. What a freaking shocker. Or that they're not thorough i would recommend going to someone and getting a stool test the one that i use and i recommend is through gut personal um they have it where not only you you get this kit sent to your house and you could do it is it a, is it a pleasurable experience no are you shitting in a container it looks like that you put fries in yes are you then having to scoop that into a watered thing mix it up and send it out yes you are it is not pleasurable but it's worth it. Okay. Um, they send it to your house. You send it back. They get the results. It's 10 pages of results and you'll just get it emailed to you because you'd be like, what the hell is happening? You have a 60 minute consult with one of their registered dietitians after where she's going over. Okay. Here's what's going on. Like, this is what we found. This is what to do nutritionally. Here are the herbs to take. Like it's a whole thing. Um, you could save $150 using my code Corinne C O R I N N E at checkout. If you wanted to do that. But so that's like top tier, if you really want to go all in, I highly recommend that. It's okay, all the links to this will be in the show notes as well. If you're like, okay, that's a big investment. I don't really want to do that yet. What I would recommend is going to GutPersonal.com/slash/current and taking their free quiz. And this is where it's—they've like really curated such an amazing uh, like system over there, where it's asking you certain questions about what symptoms you're currently experiencing within your gut and your health, and it pinpoints back what could be going on and it recommends certain supplements for you to support yourself. Okay, so go take that quiz and see what comes up for you. It's going to recommend a specific probiotic. Um, what i would recommend for everybody regardless is their vitamin d3 sunshine uh drops it has vitamin d3 and k2 which is vitamin d3 is like a master hormone in the body and a reason why immune systems are really low during the winter time is because we don't get as much sunlight so really making sure you're having that um, that will probably come up no matter what their miracle worker magnesium huge Um, the healer plus pro is really awesome for your immune systems you could check those out or any supplement you get on there you could use the code current to save 10%. So know that you could do that. Um, and then I was also would really recommend, um, just a high quality multivitamin or or if you are actively trying to conceive within six months, or less, or you're in the middle of it right now, I recommend needed prenatal. I talk about them all the time. Code Current also saves you for them. They're my absolute favorite. I'm still taking them postpartum because I'm breastfeeding. Um, so I would highly recommend that. But if you are like more than six months out from trying to conceive and you just want to optimize your cycle, I recommend the one multi from pure encapsulations. You could do that as well um, because there has zinc in there. Zinc is really important for the immune system. So we want to make sure that we have zinc and the one multi. Uh, pure encapsulation one multi has it. Obviously the pure incap- the, uh, prenatal from needed has zinc as well. Um, you want to have zinc bisglycinate specifically, or zinc pilconate is good too. Um, you want to have at least like 15 milligrams in there. So both of those have that. So that's like supplement wise, what I want you to do, obviously extra vitamin C too. We talk about vitamin C rich foods, but you could take extra vitamin C. I like the pure encapsulation brand or the vital nutrients brand, all of those. Like if you want to get any pure encapsulations, vital nutrients, that will be through my full script dashboard. I'll put that in the link below in the show notes below as well. Um, and then, uh, prebiotic foods could be supportive for you as well. Like garlic, artichokes, onions, apples. Those are really good prebiotics. So probiotics are what we take, right? Probiotics are what help, um, like the, the it helps put good bacteria in your gut prebiotics help feed that good bacteria. So it grows. Okay. So hopefully that makes sense. I know this was a lot. So I'm going to recap. Okay. Number one, warm lemon water with ginger in the morning. Number two, vitamin C rich foods, dark leafy greens, broccoli, lemon, citrus fruits. Um, and you could obviously take a vitamin C supplement as well. And I would do like 2000 milligrams a day. At least if you're sick, I would up that you'll know if you're taking too much vitamin C. If you are, if your poop gets like too loose, Um, number three is meditation. Number four is your circadian rhythm, making sure that you are Doing your best to go to sleep and wake up at the same time and getting some sun in the morning. And then five is focusing on your gut. Check out the stool test, check out the gutpersonal.com/slash Corinne. Do the free quiz over there. Um, that's gonna help you pinpoint what supplements are gonna be best for you and your specific situation. They'll give you a good probiotic, the miracle worker magnesium, the sunshine drops for vitamin D, um, and then some prebiotic foods to help support the good bacteria that you're putting in with a probiotic, like garlic, artichokes, onions, apples, all those things are gonna be really supportive for your immune system Um, all the stuff that we talked about is going to be in the show notes but remember that it's one step at a time so start with where you're at and this is really going to help your cycle. It's really going to help your fertility. It's also going to help you not get sick all the time, right? I might do another episode of like things that you could do when you are sick, natural remedies. Let me know if you want me to do an episode on like natural remedies for when you are sick and what you can do to support yourself. So let me know if you want me to do that. But anyway, I love you so much. Thank you, as always, for being here. Thank you for rating the show, reviewing it, sharing it with a friend, tagging me, messaging me. I love when you do that. It means the absolute world to me because then I get to know who I'm talking to. You are the best. I will see see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional Stay consistent and always mind your hormones.